This is Fantasy Book Club. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Book Club. This is the Internet's Book Club and just by listening you're a member. My name is Colton Pratt. And I'm Sydney Lyerly. And we're still reading Fairy Tale by Stephen King. Uh, this week we read chapters uh, 14, no sorry, 15, 8 through 16. Yes. So make sure you've read 15, 8 all the way through the end of 16. And that's what we're going to be talking about this week. Yes. And then ne- next week we only have one chapter. So it's the first time this has happened, this book. So we're just reading chapter 17, and that's it, because it's a long one. It's a long one. 17 by itself, the audiobook takes nearly exactly a whole hour. So yes. um, yeah, just just ha- make sure you just have that read. Sydney and I will figure out a, a, a devious way to divide up chapter 17 so that yeah. it's not just me doing an hour of content. <laughs> no, actually, that would just be me. Oh, really? Yeah, no, no, I, do, I do odds. I do odds. Oh, you're right. Here. It is you. It would just be me, and yeah. I'm not doing a whole hour. Thank you. I won't even. I won't even be there. You could just do the show. Just an episode <laughs> of Just Sydney. That'd be terrible. The the theories would be terrible because you know what happens. So that wouldn't that wouldn't that be would the best. Be I don't so think. So awful. <laughs> oh god. Well, for the first time in a while, Sydney gets to go first this week. So do you want to you want to get into your chapter? Yes, I absolutely do. So. We read, last week we read part of uh, chapter 15, so I'm starting with chapter 15, 8. So, Charlie is in um, uh, Leia's uncle's house, and he brings he brings Radar in. Uh, she's, he's got her, her leash just in case, and is like holding her collar in case she chases after uh, Leia's uh, dad, or not dad, Leia's uncle's cat. Um, he doesn't, he introduces himself, uh, Charlie does, and then... We find out that Leia's uncle's name is Woody. Um, well, his full name is mm-hmm. uh, Stephen Woodley, but he just goes by Woody. So, um, for we live near the woods. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> but uh, so he goes by Woody. Um, he tells Charlie tells uh, Woody that Mister Bowditch is dead, and um. Just Charlie asked some questions, just like how how well did you know him? Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, "Well, I didn't." Uh, you know, he's like, Char- or "Woody's like, I'll answer, I'll answer your questions, but you guys need to sit down and eat first. Um, so can I Charlie say first? Yes, I hate the way that Woody talks. I just really? I dislike the way that Woody speaks. Yeah, because he he okay. The, it's the way that um I guess it's a fake character. It's the way that Stephen King writes him. The mm-hmm. sentences every he writes he speaks in like really short sentences and things that normally would be a comma he puts a period to to show a pause there like a longer than a comma pause but that makes my brain read like new topic but it's the same topic for example for example uh Charlie says how well do you know him sir and he says Woody please we pass the time as you and I will Charlie I hope and yeah. Woody period please period he's he's moved on twice. And then he says we pass the time, and I genuinely spent a long time thinking, what in the world is that re- in reference to? <laughs> he he because of the double period he, in my brain because it, it's Woody, please, but it was yeah. Woody, please, like yeah. that's how he would have said it, and so they put the periods there. But it that should have been a comma, and I very much was like, uh, the whole time that it was it was like that. I I got myself confused several times trying to read Woody's talk because Woody was yeah. a confusing guy. It is a little a little confusing, but um. <laughs> So anyways, uh, Charlie just asks how, because Woody's got a book sitting like on the side table. And so Charlie asks how he reads it. And because Woody's blind, yeah. right? And we find out that if you don't he, remember, yeah. he reads, yeah, he reads uh, in Braille. So um, Mr. Bowditch taught him how to read and like read Braille. And so now and brought him like Braille books from America, which is really nice so that he can like kind of do something which also means that the 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 books also translate themselves which is weird yeah that is a little odd Dude, i don't understand how the language thing works it's magic it's fine continue yeah i mean it's not <laughs> yeah whatever <laughs> i guess we don't we need don't need to understand <laughs> it, right? yeah um, but so it's it's dark now and they're they sit down at like the table. Um 
Charlie can hear like wolves howling outside the woofies. Um, and he, <laughs> uh, Charlie's, they are, so Woody brings, um, food, they eat, um, nothing too, too crazy. And then, uh, Charlie asks, like, where he, where Woody gets, like, his food and supplies from. And, uh, Woody answers, a uh, seafront, but at this point, the gray has come there, and so more people are leaving, and so he doesn't really entirely know where he's gonna get his supplies from anymore, just because people are leaving, uh, the town. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do think it's interesting that, because it says, Woody specifically says the gray has come there now. So clearly it doesn't hit. It hits like different areas, different times, which I think is interesting. Just yeah. To put that out kind there. Kind of like a disease though. Yeah. Like like when COVID came, it was like suddenly there was a day it was on in America and now it's everywhere. Like it, 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 it moves like a disease. I wonder, is it transferable like a disease? Who knows? I don't know. Um, But so Charlie then tells him about his experience with Peter Kinn and the cricket and Woody was like, oh, a red cricket, you know, there are legends. And he's like, well, never mind. And then he asks Charlie, like, are you, like maybe you're a prince. And he says, blonde hair, blue eyes. And Charlie's like, no, both my eyes and hair are brown. And um, so Woody's mm-hmm. like, well, you could be a prince, but you're not the prince. And Charlie's like, what do you mean by that? And Woody's just like, well, it's just a legend. Like, the world's full of them. Not a big deal. Kind of glosses over that. Um. Stop he asking tells- questions. What a weird thing for a guy to say. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> a weird thing that Woody just did that. And then later, we we know we all know later he addresses something uh, in my chapter uh, about his hair. Oh, um, that yeah. They appear to be lighter. Which mm-hmm. uh, the theory, the theory in my brain has got itself going. It's good. <laughs> I'll talk about it when after the end of my chapter. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So, <laughs> uh, he tells, he doesn't tell Charlie that, um, there used to be like lots of people on the King's road. So Charlie was referring it to as the city road, but it's called the King's road. Um, and where Charlie's going, there's going to be a fork. And so the f- one fork goes off to sea uh, seafront. And then the other is the kingdom road and goes off towards the city. Um, but now there's like, there's nobody, like there's hardly any, ever anyone like on the road anymore which is really sad to think about, but um, they just, they talk about, they don't really talk about anything too crazy here in this section. They talk about Dora. We find out her brother's name is James. Um, They, uh, there's more, um, (laughs) there's more howling. And so Charlie mentions the fact that the moons like have to be out and Woody's like, well, uh, Mr. Bowditch always said there was only one in your world, which he thinks is very odd. Mm -hmm. Um, he offers Charlie cake, uh, has some, um, Charlie asks about good cake. They say, yes, Tastes good. very good cake. It's um, good cake. It's good cake. Chocolate. Yummy cake. Hmm. Now I want cake. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to skim over the cake cause I <laughs> didn't want to be hungry. <laughs> now you've made me want cake. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you're blaming me for that. <laughs> Anyways, oh um, uh, Woody also offers um, uh, some kind of like alcohol, and Charlie refuses because he doesn't obviously like alcohol with everything going on with what happened with his dad. Um, so he uh, Charlie mentions that because the the howling kind of stops and. So Charlie's like, well, the clouds must be out, right? Because the howling stops. And uh, Charlie, he says, they go away, right? Like, meaning the clouds. And Woody's like, no, they don't. He says, not since he came. It rains here, Prince Charlie, but it almost never shines. And so Mm. we kind of know that the clouds are always there in Empus, um, which would be so sad. Yeah. Can you imagine being cloudy all the time? That'd be miserable. Yeah, I agree. I it's that's whack. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that is that it's whack. It is whack. Um, but so now they're done eating. Woody uh they sit down next to the fire and Woody's like, We need to talk and so he tells uh Charlie that he knows why he's here, that he's here to save Rayar. And they sit down. Now we move into section ten and they just kind of start talking. 
Um, and Charlie just asks a few questions about um, Mr. Bowditch and like the gold and the sundial and stuff. Um, and he does actually ask. I'm sorry, you skipped a part. I know. I'm getting you there. skipped. Uh, he, oh, you want to you want to talk about the 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 way the the way he knows Radar is dying. Oh, I did skip that. Yeah. So he. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he tells Charlie to be quiet and listen, and Charlie can hear Radar's like really heavy breathing. So that's how they know that they're that Radar's dying. Which is really, really sad. Yeah, labored breaths. Because if you've ever met like really an sad. old animal, that's true. You can hear their very like yes. heavy breathing, and that's that's so sad. Um, and it really puts like the fear of death into Charlie. Like it's close, and he knows yeah. it kind of a thing. So he's got to like hurry to get to the sundial. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, so Charlie asks like about the gold and stuff, and Woody tells him that. Getting to the sundial is really dangerous, and getting to the gold would be even harder. Um, he mentions uh, someone named Hannah, and basically, we find out. I think Mr. Bowditch had a lot easier time getting to the sundial when he went in the gold because Hannah wasn't there. So we kind of learned a little bit more about Hannah mm. in Colin's chapter, but Hannah wasn't there, and so it was a lot easier for Mr. Bowditch to kind of get around. Because you asked, I think, last episode how Mr. Bowditch survived without his markings. Or like his, because obviously Mr. Bowditch wrote mm-hmm. the like the way to go. So I think that could partly be part of the reason why. But mm-hmm. um, Charlie asks why uh why Woody is like okay except for being blind, like why he's not dying from the gray, and um, he's just kind of says like it's basically because like he's a a royal, and um mm-hmm. he says that he'd much rather be blind than have the gray because the gray is just like a very slow slow way to die and basically your your body just your like flesh just swallows your your face which is kind of a gross image in my mind um Mm -hmm. and then okay so i'm gonna do a i have a question about the timeline wait before you do something i have a question about the timeline okay okay so they're currently living in their house because of the story he's you're about to tell i think where Mm -hmm. uh hannah chases them off and you know, hits one of their heads off, right? Uh-huh. Bowditch gave them gifts in their current houses. Mm-hmm. So that he had to have been after Hannah. Mm-hmm. But no, he got the gold because Hannah wasn't there yet. Mm-hmm. So the timeline doesn't work. They're mm-hmm. in their houses because of Hannah. And the the castle is dangerous well, because of Hannah. But when he went, okay. the castle wasn't dangerous because of Hannah. So there's more reasons why the castle like in the city is dangerous. And you'll like kind of find that out later. Mm-hmm. And Hannah's not really the reason that they ran off and they left like there's more of a reason hannah just was there um but i think i think hannah i don't i don't really know but i think hannah just kind of maybe left during that time when bodich was around and just wasn't wasn't there like she wasn't there like consistently like i think she might may have been there but wasn't there like consistently and then came back or something along those lines but there, Hannah's not necessarily. Okay. Like, this isn't really a spoiler, but Hannah's not really like the. She's not the reason that they they left. If that makes sense. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yep. Ha- Hannah's a giant. Hannah's yeah. a giant. Okay, yes. I got it. Yeah. Yes, understand. I understand. Yeah. It's a little Continue. hard to explain about, like, Sorry about that. Sorry about the delay. Too much. No, it's cool. Um, so yeah. now I want to do a dramatic reading because Woody kind of explains a lot here and I think it'll be easier to do a dramatic reading. So, okay, here it goes. Once upon a time in the land of Empis in the city of Lilmar, where you are bound, there was a royal family going back thousands of years. Most, not all, but most ruled wisely and well. But when the terrible time came, almost all the family were killed, slaughtered. Leia told me some of that. You know, through Falada. She said her mother and father were dead. They were the king and queen, right? Because she said she was a princess. The littlest of them all. He smiled. Yes, indeed. The littlest of them all. She told you her sisters were slain? Yes. What of her brothers? That they were killed, too. He sighed and stroked his cat and looked at the fire. I'm sure he could feel its heat, and I wondered if he could still see it a little, too. 
the way you can look at the sun with your eyes closed and see the redness as your blood lightens up. He opened his mouth as if to say something, then closed it again, and gave his head a little shake. The wolves sounded really close, then they stopped. The way that happened all at once was eerie. It was a purge. You know what that means? Yes. But some few of us survived. We escaped the city and Hannah won't leave it because she's an outcast from her own land, far to the north. There were eight of us who made it through the main gate. We would have been nine, but my nephew, Aloysius, Woody gave his head another shake. Eight of us escaped death in the city, and our blood protects us from the gray. But another curse followed us. Can you guess? I could. Each of you lost one of your senses. Yes, Leia can eat, but it's painful for her to do so, as you may have seen. I nodded, although he couldn't see it. She can hardly taste what she eats. And you saw she can't speak except through Falana. She's convinced that he is fooled by that, if he listens. If he listens, I don't know. Maybe she's right. Maybe he hears and it amuses him. When you say he, I stop there. Woody grasped my shirt and pulled. I leaned toward him. He put his lips to my ear and whispered. I expected Gogmagog, but that wasn't what he said. What he said was flight, kid. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> there's definitely a lot there. Like, there's a lot to unpack in that. And these chapters mm-hmm. have a lot and a lot to unpack. Like, we learn a lot. Um, yeah, there's there's <laughs> several bads. It's not just the one Gogmagog yes. bad. There's the Gogmagog and the Hannah and the Flight Killer, which is yes. just ridiculous. Actually, when we, <laughs> when we were reading, I thought about something regarding your question about Hannah, and mm-hmm. I wonder if. Like, I think not necessarily that she left the city, but the place that where she is now that um, Charlie, which we find out when uh, in the next chapter, um, Charlie has to kind of go past her. I think maybe not necessarily mm-hmm. she didn't necessarily leave the city when they were run out, but yeah. she wasn't in living in the same area. And so Mr. Bush didn't have to go past her. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I got you. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, there's a lot, definitely a lot to pack, unpack there. Um, definitely yeah. some theories. Theories. <laughs> a lot of theory bait. Um, but so they kind of just in section eleven here, they just kind of continue their conversation, and so we find out that there were eight of the royal family that got out. Um, there should have been nine, but one of them didn't quite make it out of the city. He got his head cut off by Hannah. Um, which is not great. Yeah, not great. Not great is the least of it. I think. Yeah, I'm not going to go through and name all of them because it's a lot of names to keep track of. But mm-hmm. um, the eight should have gone out. They were all like close in blood. So they would have all been like straight up royals probably. And they all have since um, like they all have something wrong with them. So like Leia can't speak. Woody can't see. Um, and some of, one of his, uh, one of his, like, cousins or whatever, one of the others that say with him can't, like, feel anything, which is also wild. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine not being able to feel anything? Yeah. Like, w- that, I don't, that's just, like, you couldn't even feel, like, when your hands touch each other. Yeah, it's it's actually happened a few times in like history. There are people who have had that affliction, and it's really really risky because you don't. Yeah. Un- pain is such a helpful thing for our like. We don't think about it as a positive. Yeah. But pain is super good. Without pain, we don't know when we're hurt, and so it's really really bad to not be able to feel pain, which is weird, but it's true. Yeah, um, but we we find out here when uh, Woody's talking, he clearly has like kind of PTSD about it. Mm-hmm. Because he's just, he's kind of struggling to get through, like, the telling of it, which is fair. You know, 100% fair. Yeah. But um, he asked Charlie if he's really, really willing to risk his life and, like, his sanity just for the dog. And Charlie's like, well, I love her. Um, There's not really, like, you know, that's, it's just what he's going to do. He's going to do what he can because it's all, Radar is all he has left to Mr. Bodich and he loves her. Um. But at this point, um, they kind of just that's really basically the end of their their conversation. So now we're in section 12 and uh, Woody kind of gives a quick like tour of the house. Um, 
it's not like a super big house, but it's a little bit, I think, bigger than Dora's house is. Like, it's got, it's, it's got like two bedrooms. Mm-hmm. It's got a like bathroom. Like, it's a little bit bigger. Um, he, Woody shows a picture of Leia and I believe her sister. Yeah. From like before when they were still royalty. And so he shows Charlie this picture and Charlie just like falls in love all over again. <laughs> He's lover but, boy. Um, Yes, he is lover boy. But Woody actually talks about Woody. So he says, "What happened to us happened not too long after we fled the city—an act of pure spiteful vengeance." And Charlie asks, "Who who is like wanting this vengeance against you?" And Woody doesn't like refuse. He like refuses to answer. He doesn't want to talk about it. We kind of learn that they were like run out of the city, and then after that, they were cursed. So it's it's a possible fourth. Gog Magog, the giant from the Bible, Hannah, the giant who's in the city, um, Flight Killer could have been the the person, or but no, Flight Killer was a different person who's causing the gray. I think what what would, what did Flight Killer do? Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, Flight Killer well, we can somehow Flight Killer, Flight Killer can see that uh, it must be him that did the curse because Flight Killer can see that uh, that Leia talks through the horse or potentially can see. And Leia's trying to trick Flight mm-hmm. Killer by talking to the horse. And so that's potentially what it is. I think Flight Killer is the one who did the curse. I've solved it. Werewolves and Flight Killer. Okay. <laughs> yes, but you don't know who Flight Killer is. Uh, or what Flight Killer mm, is. I'll tell you. I guess it's a man who rides a pterodactyl. A pterodactyl, really? <laughs> yeah, that's it. He, he's flight. <laughs> I had to figure out how the flight works, so... <laughs> There are so many other animals cool. you could have picked other than a pterodactyl. Like, Not that fly and can hold a man. Okay, but there are giant there are giant bats in this world. We could there it's could be giant like eagles. He rides a giant honeybee. <laughs> a giant honeybee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you say so. Um, yeah. Anyways, at this point. Charlie goes to bed and he wakes up in the morning. Uh, well, Woody wakes him up in the morning and he's made him like food. Woody eats a little, Radar eats a little, and then Charlie eats the rest of it because he's a hungry 17 year old boy. A hungry, hungry hippo. Which is fair. I feel like the hungry, hungry hippo. <laughs> uh, um, he tells, uh, he, uh, Woody tells Charlie as he's about to leave that. Um, he needs to like he'll he'll go. Um, all his possessions are back in Dora's car, and he needs to meet up with um Claudia, who is like also a relative. So Claudia is one of the royals that like escaped out of the city. Yeah. Um. So that's basically uh he tells well that's basically the end of this chapter. But he tells right before he leaves, uh, Woody tells Charlie to take the door knocker off the door so that Claudia will know it's him and like know that he was sent by Woody. And this door knocker is like solid gold. So not only is it supposed to be like a here, Woody sent the sent like sent me, but also he can take it home with him. And that way he doesn't have any like urge to go find the gold. But we do actually learn here that um I think like all the royal family is kind of like telepathic because Woody is also trying to like tell claudia that charlie's coming yeah so then send a send a telepathic signal somehow yeah yes. which is I, so it's weird. now we need to do some theories yeah do you have any theories colton i mean some of it gets answered i guess kind of next chapter but do you have anything that you want to talk about now uh is that the did you just end your chapter yeah that was the end of my chapter Oh, I feel like you, I, I, I guess, uh, you, I don't know why, but I was a page behind you. I was, thought I was still tracking with you, but I, I guess I got behind. <laughs> um, do I have no, any theories? Nothing that's not answered in this, in the next chapter. Like I, the, sometimes some, okay, in Warbreaker, between chapter theories works because you see a character and then you sometimes don't see them again in the next chapter. Yeah. In this one, between chapter theories doesn't because it's one character going on a straight line. And so you just kind of follow that character's line. Yeah. So I will make theories about farther down the line because I've already seen the near future of the line. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. 
Makes sense. All right. <laughs> so now I, I guess it's time to get into chapter 16. Are sure you ready? Is. I'm ready. Are you going to read the titles? The titles are Kingdom Road, Claudia, Instructions, The Noisemaker, and The Monarchs. I'm not going to make any say, guesses because I know what each of those well, mean. <laughs> obviously. Um, before we start, I just want to say the picture on this one is kind of cool. Like, I love it. It's it's very cool, and it will be posted with the with the Instagram post that goes up today yes. when this uh, episode goes up. So you can go check it out if you don't have the physical book. But if you do, it's on page 275. Hop in it. You'll find it. Yeah. All right. really cool. So the the thing opens with he's uh, – Charlie is once again dragging the freaking wagon with her in it uh, down the road towards Claudia. Um, yeah. Which it makes sense. Uh, and as he walks – he sees he he gets to the the fork in the road where one path goes to the seafront village and one path goes to where he's trying to get to, and coming from the seafront village, he sees a man and a boy. The man is hobbling around on a crutch, and the boy's uh, turning gray slowly, but he's still a gray. And um, uh, when he goes towards like towards the city, the boy tries to tell him like to warn him, don't go that way. That's the way of like death and stuff. Yeah, like he calls it the haunted the haunted city. Yeah. And then the man whacks him, which not <laughs> the best, pl- not my favorite play. No. Um, kind and of, kind of rude. The, the man says, a little bit rude. The man says, leave him be, leave him be. Uh, and um, he shouted across, uh, like, to Char- he shouted to Charlie. And he says, hello, whole man. Uh, which of them did your mother flip her skirt for to leave you fair of face? Which, uh, it's it okay. Hmm. I theories about this sentence. I it's weird enough, but just that sentence has theories. Uh, yeah. Which I think should I do it now or should I wait till the end of this end of my chapter? Can you remember by the end? I mean, we can talk about it now if you already want. Like since we're already on the conversation. Okay. The person is implying that he is of. Uh, the person is implying that he's either royal or he has like. A blood of something because which of them which i'm assuming is the people who have whole face he has some kind of weird bloodline because he's saying mm-hmm. your mother flipped her skirt which i'm assuming is seduced yeah. um somebody to get to let you have like your the way you look like skin not gray fair like whole face yeah and so because he he's implying that then you're you must be of a bloodline somehow yeah and then yeah that's my theory and yeah. we're going to continue. The man <laughs> flips off Charlie, and Charlie considers flipping him off in return, but decides not to. Um, and uh, that's the end of the, of the first section. And the sec- second Can section I one, is one, real quick. just a uh, – yeah, sure. <laughs> the man the man when Charlie is, like, walking off, he the man yells after him and says, Walk well, whole man. May today be your last <laughs> – <laughs> not a fan that's so awful but that's so i'm gonna funny. start using that that's gonna be my goodbye to my I'll friends at college in. now walk well whole man may today be your last oh, no that's awful no yeah. you can't do that anyway the section two starts and um it's right there is just a block of text of Charlie thinking to himself of like um, questions about the world. Uh, he kn- knows now the whole place isn't called Empis. There's other places within Empis, like or outside of Empis. Uh, Empis is more like a either continent or country, and not like the Earth. Yeah, if that makes sense, because Hannah is from a different place called Cratchy. Um, uh, he thinks about uh a lot that he was told during uh breakfast like whole people are immune to the gray can i just um, say cratchy yeah. is a terrible name <laughs> it's so awful <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah I for hate sure. it. it's terrible um uh charlie's tried to ask about fright flight killer and um he wouldn't answer he said that claudia would tell him more but he wouldn't actually answer the the uh questions he had about that kind of stuff yeah, and then what he wouldn't yeah and then Charlie starts thinking about if he's either in a uh, parallel dimension with other Earths or he got teleported to a different planet somehow. Or if he's in the minds of magic, which is what I said early in this book, is that it's the mind of it's the like world of magical minds of men somehow. And yeah. that was some wicked good alliteration I just did. You didn't even acknowledge it, but that's OK. Um, <laughs> 
Good job, Colton. Good job. You get an A plus. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. And then after wondering about these like broad topics that he has no way of knowing, he started wondering about his actual dad and if his dad realized he was missing yet, if his dad was freaking out, like that kind of a thing. Because he's he realized yeah. like his dad would definitely have noticed by now that I'm not answering calls or texts. So probably have noticed that I have something is up, that kind of stuff. Um, and he also, I appreciate this. Charlie hates the idea of him worrying, but he's like, at this point, I'm committed. I can't really like backtrack on that now. Um, yeah. And uh, he he goes for he stops for lunch to try and feed Charlie some not Charlie. He's Charlie. He stops to try and give <laughs> uh, her some sardines. And when he tries to get when she tries to get out of the cart, she kind of slips and falls sideways down the side of the cart. Uh, radar does. And yips. And it yeah. like tra- Charlie says, I stopped uh, wondering about all the whole people, the great people, even my dad. All of the all of that was lost when he sees his dog hurting, which is really, really sad. Um, That's so sad. And he he touches at her legs that are sore, and he discovers that uh, they're not broken, but she yipped when he touches them. So like she's getting bad. Um, yeah, they're like swollen and inflamed. She would only eat one or two sardines, and it seemed to be mostly to like just let him like get Charlie to calm down a little bit, which was really nice of a dog. Yeah. But have you ever had a, a wicked old dog, Sydney? Yeah, the last dog I had was, she was a Great Dane, and so she was, Great Danes only lived to be, like, 10 max, like, usually 8 to 10, and she was 10 when she died, and she had, mm-hmm. she had, like, a heart issue, and so it was on, like, a crap ton of pills, and so she was very, like, I wasn't around when she died, because I was at school, but she definitely, like, you could, was not, like, she struggled, she was kind of, like, right out, like, struggling to get up. Yeah. But... It's very sad. And it, it, dogs tend to do that near the end where like you can see that they're ending is they will start doing the thing yeah. where they eat just to please you kind of where it's like you you sit there and want them to. And so they'll eat and look at you like, look, I took a bite. And it's sad. Yeah, it is really sad. The only way we could um, get our dog to eat was we would like feed her just a bunch of random like like she got like a different meal every day because that was the only way we could get her to eat anything like gravy. She loved gravy. And so we would like <laughs> dump like so much gravy on her food because that was the only way we could get her to eat it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the end of section two, by the way. Uh, section three begins and he's still dragging the, the cart and he gets to the top of this hill and he can just see the castle. And it's like he sits for a minute at the top of this, a minute at the top of this hill and like looks around and yeah, can see a castle in the distance. And uh, it, he, he sees a big gate and thinks if that's locked, I'm screwed kind of a thing. And it. Yeah. He yeah. is um, uh, thinking about it, and he also notices that the road he's been on has been curving. This road is as straight as an arrow all the way to the gate. Like I can, it's a straight line. I can see the gate. It's just a few miles, basically, just a few. It's it's yeah. quite a ways away, but it's it's like not a ridiculous distance away by any means. Um, it's like close enough that he can clearly see it, but it's like mm-hmm. far enough away that it'll take a while to walk there. Yeah, and then. Also, in the distance, he sees a person riding uh well, I'm gonna reveal it. He sees a person, she's riding a unicycle. And uh it makes him think of the Wizard it's of a Oz. Tricycle, actually. Sorry, tricycle. I did the wrong number of wheels. <laughs> I knew it wasn't a bicycle. I went down instead of up. Uh a woman he's riding a you tricycle. Tried. At least and, you knew it wasn't a bicycle. Yes, I knew it I knew it was a weird number of wheels. <laughs> I knew it was three two. I just said the wrong one. I knew in my brain I was picturing the tricycle. I just said the wrong one. I figured when you said unicycle, I was like, "Is that right?" No, no, no. It's a tricycle. Um, <laughs> and eventually, basically, he thinks about some Wizard of Oz stuff. Not a big deal. And then the woman pulls up, and um, he's when 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 she pulls up, she stops. Uh, she's pretty. She's probably in her forties or her fifties. And he says, you're Claudia, aren't you? Uh, wait, I have something to show you. And he pulls out the the gold knocker to like show. Real quick. Set me. Yeah. Can I point out the fact that he thinks that he reminds her of. Uh, so Claudia reminds her or Charlie of um, the Wizard of Oz. At the very beginning, the old lady who rides the bicycle and like tries to uh, get Toto and like put him down because he bit her. Yeah. So there's another little like connection to fairy reference 
Yeah, everything is a reference to a fairy tale in this book. It's in the minds of men. That's where it is. It lives in the minds. That's where <laughs> he is. Um, and Claudia, when she talks, it's always in caps lock, which I think is really funny because she uh, speaks loud <laughs> and she speaks toneless because she's deaf, which uh, so yeah. it's another one of the senses that have been taken from the royals. She lost her hearing. Uh, so far, it's been uh, like, I guess, taste, speaking, uh, sight and hearing. I feel like losing your nose would yeah. be the, the best of them. Of of the ones you but can you lose, that's the breathe. one. You got a mouth still, you Sydney. To, then you have to mouth breathe. You would that rather would that than blind, deaf, or no mouth? Okay, not having a mouth would be awful, but being blind and deaf, I would rather have than not having a nose. You're just wrong. You, I'm sorry, I, Sydney. No. You're just wrong. How do you through your mouth all the time that's terrible i hate mouth breathing <laughs> it's very doable Sydney. That. it's very doable no it's not it's bad I for podcasts good for life stand... <laughs> i cannot stand mouth breathing like, i can't do it like when i'm like sick I'm like you can't breathe through my nose i hate every second of it because i'm like this sucks yeah um so i would when, not survive without he... a nose okay good to know <laughs> it makes swimming easier anyway um Does when, that, yeah uh, i guess charlie and her talk about uh uh basically she talks about the talks about the dog charlie asks can you read lips and she says uh kind of but not really because i never had much many people like to to interact with um yeah uh she she Offers to put radar in her basket on her tricycle so that he won't have to carry it anymore. And he considers trying to get get across the idea of like, I don't want to risk hurting her back legs, but decides it is not worth the effort and just shakes his head no, which is probably pretty fair. Yeah. Um, and they uh go basically four miles to her house, and that's the end of section mm-hmm. four. Uh, section five, uh. They get to the house and Claudia's, it is already like darkening. Like it's real, the sky is darkened and um, they, uh, they, he sees, he's also about a mile or two away from like the suburbs of the city. So like they're, they're right up, right up close to it now. Like Charlie is within the vicinity of the vicinity now. Yeah. You didn't even acknowledge vicinity of the vicinity. I, I, <laughs> I heard. <laughs> you didn't even acknowledge my good joke. <laughs> Oh, you did that on purpose? I thought it was an accident. No, I was just making a joke. It's just a joke I did for oh, the podcast we're recording right now, Sydney. I... We're not just talking to each other. We're doing a podcast where we have to make jokes Are and laughs we? occasionally, Sydney. <laughs> Goodness gracious. What? Really? Oh, I didn't know that. I thought we were just hanging out talking about a book. What the heck? Uh, Why did you that not be... inform me? We That'd be freaking podcast. wild. That'd be wild if you and I got on a call once a week just to chat about our book. That would be, for, especially. <laughs> I mean, we do though, don't we? Yeah, we do. But like <laughs> with this level of structure, if it wasn't for recording, it would be wild <laughs> to ever have done it. Like it would just be bizarre to be like, let's sit and like let them speak uninterrupted <laughs> for thirty minutes, so that I ha- like it. it that would be wild. Um. <laughs> You don't want to do that? We should totally do that from now on. We should get all of our friends together, sit down once a week, like Zoom call over the <laughs> summer, sit down during the school year and just sit around and talk about a book. Most of our that's friends what, would I mean, hate that. That's what this is. It's, some of them would probably club. enjoy it. That's that's a book yeah, club, Sydney. That's literally what, what you, we're doing. Which yeah, we're the we're the fantasy book club. This is what we're doing. It's the fantasy no, book you're club. Right. <laughs> oh gosh. Just, this has okay, become a mess. <laughs> It's um, always a mess. What do you mean? Yeah. Um, anyway, they get to the um they get closer to her house. Then this from the city, three big rings come. And uh Claudia says, I can't hear them, but I can feel them in my teeth, which I think is pretty funny. I don't know necessarily what that means, but she can feel them in her teeth. Uh <laughs> Which I mean, I, it's they're they're called the three bells, and I feel like they're probably loud enough that you can like people who are deaf and are very sensitive to like loud noises like that can probably feel them like shaking yeah. the air, right? That makes like, sense. Yeah, the rest of us who aren't like sensitive to those kind of things 
probably can't yeah. but i would imagine like if you're deaf you're probably more sensitive to loud noises and like can feel when people are like talking and stuff just or like that kind of thing because the vibrations yeah like daredevil anyway um like daredevil <laughs> you didn't even acknowledge that. i said what? like a marvel character the marvel character daredevil i've never heard of daredevil i also oh, don't watch he's... marvel that much so oh uh, he's blind and he have you watched avatar like ang not ang like toff from avatar i've seen avatar once the last airbender i mean not the not the blue people oh oh <laughs> 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 you're talking about the other avatar <laughs> no yeah i'm 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 listing movies with uh or movies and tv shows with with blind characters that can sense vibrations which seems like a weirdly consistent trope i wonder if it's real hey if you're blind probably actually i think it is i think it it might be because this was i watched um my mom and i used to watch dancing with the stars like Mm -hmm. you know way back in the, the days and we watched it like every night and there was once a guy on there who was deaf and that's how he could like tell when to go because he could feel certain like beats hmm. just based on like yeah that makes sense so i think it is true i think that's like true facts that's cool uh anyway back to the story i have more i can say about this topic but i think it's 45 minutes in i think we should just keep moving <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, they get to the house. Her house is made of like scavenged wood and tin. Uh, and in the yard, there's a number of dead wolves just scattered on the front yard, which Claudia says she keeps them there to try and like keep away the others from the smell. Uh, Charlie says like motions, basically, do you have a gun? And she says, no, I'm, I shoot him with a crossbow. I made myself, which uh, is a Can pretty cool say... thing. This lady did. Yes, I, I love Claudia. <laughs> she just is such like a very intense woman and i love her she corrects me oh i love her too she is she is (laughs) just bold and powerful and great um she is rocking just she's rocking being a woman pop off yeah she don't need no man (laughs) feminism um she they they go inside and he sees these crossbows and he grabs one and discovers the tips are made of gold sharp gold because he touches it and he starts bleeding and claudia goes here here do you want to give yourself an affliction which i think is uh funny and she makes him rinse it off in her like sink which i kind of has no it's it's like a hand crank sink it's like a yeah she she cranks it with her hand yeah um and then she gets this like stinking gross brew off her counter and rubs it on uh rubs it on the dog radar's like aging hips and then rubs it on his blistering hands Charlie's blistering hands and they yeah. heal very, very quickly because they're essentially a magic potion because we're in a magical world made Ooh. in the minds of men. So it's a potion that exists, exists now. <laughs> uh, and that's the that. end. That'd be so convenient. Oh, for sure. And that's the end of section and five. She's so we are proud n- of it. Yes, she is. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. <laughs> You do. That's the end of section five, and we move onwards to section six. Um, yeah, section six, they open with them getting dinner, which is steak and green beans, uh, which is pretty chill. And he thinks about the fact that he's been getting just a ton of free food. Um, and uh, she also gives Radar some beef broth. Um, and free Radar is always a win, just saying. Yeah, oh, for sure. That's why I like being a child. <laughs> Uh, Radar eats all of the gravy and then uh, <laughs> asks for more and Claudia says no you'll make yourself puke and so um, he instead they, she she gives us a hunk of bread essentially and you wouldn't believe it this is Stephen King's running style that whole interaction I just said in two sentences took a whole page this, this yep. <laughs> I I so the issue the reason is if you listen to me listener and you're like why does Colton keep getting lost it's because I'm trying to condense something I say like a one action thing and then I have to quickly find yeah. where the next action happens half a page down <laughs> he he goes through every single motion which is not bad writing but describing it's kind of no, tough because he goes through writing. every single motion the person the person does with their hands yeah. and stuff which just takes that's up why, a lot of space one of the things I love about Stephen King's books is he just he goes into like very serious detail 
and yeah, like I mean, they're just they're good, but that's also why they're ridiculously thick. Like it, that's yeah. why it's a thousand pages, and that's why this book is like five hundred some pages because I can't he have... goes into so much detail. Like just to tell a story, he could cut out so many details, and it would be so much shorter. But that's not the way he writes. But that's okay. I like that. I I think uh, the patience that that shows, though, because I genuinely like you know what the big moment of your book is going to be when you start writing it. And so the idea of like, instead of like trying to get there being like, but it's okay. I can write a page about this guy's blistered hands. That's fine. I don't need to get to the big moment in my book, um, which I, I don't think I'll ever have that level of patience. Yeah. Like I think this book took him like two years to write because at the end of the book, like don't flip there. Cause I don't want you to like accidentally spoil it. <laughs> but at the end of the book, he writes, um, it says November 25th, 2020 through February 7th, 2022. So I assume that's like, I think he puts that at the end of all of his books. And I assume that's just saying like how long it took him to write it. Like when he started it versus when he finished it, which I think is kind of cool. wild. It's a cool little detail. That's really cool. That is really cool. Um, I don't know for sure if that's actually what that is, but I, I think it is because I know he puts it a lot of like that at the lot of the end of his books. And so I think that's what that means. Yeah. Um, then, uh, Claudia gives, uh, him a notepad and pen, which is from earth, which I think is fun. It's like, uh, he, uh, he as an Adrian Bowditch gave her a pen and paper and she says like, uh, write when you have to, but not or shake your head. If you don't, uh, save basically the paper is running out. Adrian bought this for me and that's all that's left. So if you can save it, which smart, uh, they yeah, it is smart. she she asks questions to get she basically she asks yes or no questions and they write a little bit to get as much information out of him about his like what his plan is and like what he's going to be doing um and then he also starts doing um she gives him giving advice for how he's going to get into the city um and so basically tomorrow you're going to go there and you're going to be too late to get your whole errand done tomorrow. So tomorrow you're going to get to this specific house outside of the gate. You're going to stay there overnight. You're going to lock it from the inside. If you don't, you'll get caught. So you better lock it from the inside. And then you'll get get eaten by woofies. Yes. He also, she also keeps, I love appreciate. She'll say something important and then go write that down. And so he writes it down uh, (laughs) because uh, he makes, she wants to make sure he gets everything. Um, And then the next day he's going to get up. As soon as he hears the first bell, he's going to walk out and say, say Leia's name, Leia of the Galleon. And uh, in order to open the gate, somehow him saying that is going to open the gate. Um, yeah. And he spells it wrong and she scolds him for her for his bad spelling. <laughs> um, uh, and basically as soon as it opens you're gonna have to be you're going to go because you have a long way to go so you're going to go and keep going um and there's a little interaction here that i kind of want to i kind of want to do as a pneumatic reading is that okay with you absolutely here it goes if you see aids marks all may be well if you don't leave before you become lost the streets are a maze you will still be wandering in that hellhole at nightfall i wrote she'll die if i can't refresh her she read it and thrust the pad back at me. Do you love her enough to die with her? I shook my head. Claudia surprised me with a laugh that was almost musical. I thought it was one small remnant of what her voice had been like before she had been cursed to a life of silence. Not a noble answer, but those who answer nobly have a way of dying young with their pants full of shit. Would you like some ale? I shook my head. She got up, rummaged in what I suppose was her cold pantry, and came back with a white bottle. She thumped out a cork with a hole in it to let the brew breathe, I guessed, and took a long drink. This was followed by a ringing belch. She sat down again, now clasping the bottle in her lap. If the marks are there, Charlie, Adrian's marks, follow them as brisk as you can and quiet, always quiet. Pay no mind to the voices you might hear, for they are the voices of the dead and worse than the dead. So that's ominous. (laughs) Yeah, that is pretty ominous. I agree. Like what? Um, <laughs> Worse than the dead? <laughs> Question mark. Yeah, that's that doesn't really mean much, but that's that's kind of it. Could I mean feel a lot. personally kind of freaky. If I was Charlie, I would just be like, "I'm out of here, bye." <laughs> yeah, she she basically then goes back to giving instructions uh, of what Charlie is going to do. He's going to find a specific place. He's going to wait for uh, the bell to ring, 
and then he's going to hide and be quiet. When two bells happens, Hannah's going to leave her house. He's going to bolt. That's essentially the deal. Yeah. He's going to get to the sundial. He's going to get it backwards, not forwards, backwards to de-age the dog. And also not uh, get on it He's not going to get on it. Yes, he's going to be very careful to avoid <laughs> stepping on it. Um, and then he is uh, going to uh, wait there until he can hear her snoring because she goes to sleep after she eats every day. And so when he hears her snoring, it's time to start trying to sneak his way um, back out basically the way he came. Um, yeah. And yeah, is, is there any part of the plan that I missed? I think that's pretty much the plan. No, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. And uh, then that's the end of section six. In section well, seven, does, it's time basic. Uh, Claudia does talk about the the night soldiers a little bit, and just that basically, because mm. the three bells ring at night, like every night, just to like it's before it's dark. But he can be there after the bells ring. Just he cannot be there when it's dark. Like if he's in within the gates when it's dark, he risks the night the night um soldiers. And he asks about them. Like he writes them down, and she is like, "No, don't write that. Like don't." Don't write like anything said about them or whatever is bad. So yeah. Anyway, then we get uh the next section, which is um the wolves started coming and they started banging on the sides of the building trying to break their way into the building. That's um, terrifying. And uh Claudia apparently has a way to deal with that. And instead of doing anything about the dogs banging on her ramshackle apartment, she just kind of walks and shows <laughs> Charlie the bathroom. Which is kind of a wild play, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, Claudia just does not care. She just goes about her life. <laughs> Claudia is unbothered all the time. Uh, <laughs> I love her. And then her. she opens a little compartment. I love her too. She opens a little compartment and finds um, a, he finds like a battery, like a car battery. And when she turns something on, it's a giant speaker that plays terrible sounds until the wolves run away. Like so bad, so bad that Charlie has to cover his own ears. Because the uh, but the wolves because apparently the wolves just uh, hate it like a lot, and so. But if you think about uh, it, it works that's... out perfect because Claudia can't hear, and so she doesn't need to be worried about the terrible noise hurting her ears. Yeah, um, and then uh, he he writes, "What do you do when the battery dies?" And she says, "I give you room and board. You bring me another. You bring me another. Fair trade, young prince. I say yes." So apparently she's now just relying on Charlie to bring her a new battery for when this battery yeah. dies. But, you know, that seems like a fair trade to me. Give him all this advice to keep his dog alive, bring her a battery. I fair trade. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, And then uh, he goes to sleep. By, he goes to sleep and he says he wakes up almost immediately, it feels like. But it's because he had to get up early to get the start on the day to get to where he needs to be. Yeah, like it's still dark when he wakes up. Yeah, he says basically she's been Claudia's been up and Radar has been up for an hour or more, uh, getting everything ready to go. Um, and here's the part I referenced earlier. Uh, Charlie goes to the bathroom, and on the wall is like his little little mirror. And when he leans down, he sees that his hair is starting to get lighter. Uh, mm -hmm. which I say with a sigh because this implies some things that are pretty. Uh, uh weird <laughs> which i'll do during the theories in a few minutes it implies some things yeah. that i have some opinions on but that's a-okay by me um <laughs> uh and then he goes she goes out and basically instead of dragging it claudia is letting him use her uh her tricycle which is super sweet um yeah and as part of that is because they have rubber tires which are quiet uh, versus Charlie's wagon, which has wood tires, which would be very, very loud. Yeah. They go outside and they they say, basically, it's like, you bring me back this, you better bring me back this tricycle. And then it says, now look at the, now look at the city. And they look at the city. And um, as he's looking there, he, first of all, he gets himself all freaked out a little bit by like the shape of the city looks kind of like a face looking at him. He's getting himself all like panicked yeah. about it and stuff. And um, then there was the first bell. Uh, and she feels in her teeth, and then um, all of a sudden, it looks like shade was rising up from like everywhere, kind of yeah. like it looks like the sky is darkening with stuff. And mm -hmm. 
freaking he freaks out a little bit and then he realizes that it's a giant horde of monarch butterflies flying in every direction for whatever reason filling the sky and claudia screams hail empis hail the galleon may they rule again and forever um yep and charlie stands there transfixed as there's this just horde of beautiful butterflies flying everywhere really pretty beautiful butterflies flying everywhere covering that would be so cool to see like i can't even imagine how cool that would be Really, really cool. All right. That's the end of my chapter. Sure uh, is. Before, before we get into theories about what happened in this chapter, let's do the titles. Because I know you love the titles and I forget them if I close my book. So let's do the titles. <laughs> um, the titles for chapter 17, which is all we're reading next week, are Leaving Claudia, Remembering Jenny, A Night in the Storage Shed, The Gate, The Haunted City. These all yeah. are very self-explanatory. Leaving Claudia, he leaves Claudia. Remembering Jenny, mm-hmm. I'm assuming he remembers a dude named Jenny or a girl named Jenny. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but he's remembering Jenny. A night in the storage yeah. shed, we know about this one. He's going to say the night in the storage shed. The gate, he's going to say Leia's name to the gate. It's going to open for him. The haunted city is going to be walking around the haunted city, which is the city that he's invading. I've nailed yeah. it. Booyah. It's yeah. concerning that there's still <laughs> half the book left and we're getting to the end, it seems like, of his mission. That's kind of yeah. concerning, but oh well. <laughs> well yeah <laughs> there's not really anything i can say there but what would it really be yeah. a book if it was super that straightforward uh I mean, yeah no you're right but it would be a story <laughs> and this is a fairy tale so it could be a, just a fairy tale with an ending um anywho <laughs> i would like to hop in and do my theories first one charlie's okay. charlie's royalty the guys all call him Prince Charlie. The one guy referenced the fact that his who did your uh, which of them did your mother have to hike her skirt up for? That is definitely in reference to her doing something to a royalty. And then his hair yeah. is becoming blonde, like what's his butt said. He is royalty. It, so here's my issue that I said I had. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes I like when a book is like, you know. The prophecy was just wrong on this one. Somebody broke, like, when it's like, here's what the prophecy says, and then it happened exactly that way. My thing is, like, I think it's so much cooler when a dude who's not supposed to be the one to save it saves it. And so yeah. this one is a royalty. Royalty is saving all of the disabled people, which is just a wild play. A, a, a six foot seven white teenage man who also now is blonde-haired and blue-eyed, like just the whitest of white man, comes and <laughs> saves everyone. That's b- wild to me, but it's okay. We don't actually know. The, I'm still enjoying the, the story. At this point, what the, what the legend is. Like, we don't really know anything That's about true. it. It was just briefly mentioned. Yeah, we also don't know for sure that his... I am pretty confident his hair's... He's going to be going to become the royalty look that they said he should... So I it was mentioned there's a prophecy with a person with blonde hair and blue eyes, and then he noticed his yeah. hair is lightning. I I put two and two together like a good reader should, and <laughs> discovered it. And I have I have figured out exactly how it is. And I actually don't have any other theories to share. Do you have any others? Really? Well, yeah. No, I have no, nothing. Else. I can't. I can't. <laughs> no. Do you have any others to qu- ask me? I mean. Oh oh, questions. I thought you meant like for me to give, and I was like, no 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 no. <laughs> Um, Any other things to theorize about? Uh, I don't know. What do you think? So what do you think? Do you have any thoughts about Flight Killer and who or what that is? I No, I think it's just a, a like a magic wizard boy. Maybe it's where Marlin, the inspiration for Marlin came from. That's, <laughs> that's my best guess. <laughs> okay. Um, that's my best guess. I don't really... I guess my only other, my only other question would be have your thoughts changed changed about the night soldiers at all? Because I know originally you thought they were the the wolves, so you still think that? Uh, mm, no, they're different. It's a different group, but it's okay. I I <laughs> the issue is for a lot of this. It's for me right now. I guess I made you do this too, but for me right now, at least they're just shots in the dark, and the shots yeah. are un, unguided. With like, I'm just I'm just shooting, <laughs> hoping. Yeah. Um. No. But all right. If by the way, listener, if you have a theory, feel free to share this on Instagram. I'm gonna r- reach behind the curtain real fast. We're recording way in advance, so you haven't even heard last episode yet in the time that we're recording, which means that you wouldn't know. But uh, f- 
leave your theories in the Instagram and we will read them out on the episode. Uh, if if you have anything about any of the theories Sydney asked, that we would appreciate it. Also, don't spoil if you know. If you're like Sydney and you know, do not spoil, please. Yeah, um, don't do that. But do, but do leave us your guesses. But if you have a rocking theory. <laughs> oh, yeah, if you have a great theory. I think we've reached <laughs> the time to rank the characters. Woohoo! There we go. Okay. Let's let's get this party started. Let's get these 40s popping. Um yes, I think absolutely. Charlie pops above. So, wait, hey, hold on. Dora. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, we I'm have sorry. to do our week 8 one. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. Come Go ahead on, and it. Colton. What are you doing? My bad. My bad. Okay, so our week 8 list, we have Dora, Charlie, Leah, Radar, Dad, Lindy, Melissa, Leia's uncle, Arnetta, Mrs. Richland, Falada, Andy Chen, Carriage Group, Leah or Leia made um, Leon Braddock, Mrs. Ravensburger, Herbie, fully loaded, Dead Baby Trio, Bill Harriman, Mrs. Zippy, Mr. Massensick, Mr. Ackerley, Mrs. Silvius, Officer Wilmark, Officer Cooper, Cece, Craig, Detective Gleason, Birdie, Coach Harkness, our Wish You Were in Jail, Christopher Polly, our Wish You Were Dead, Peterkin, and then our Actually Dead, Bowditch, Mom, and Hydrench. Holy cow, what a good list we've got going on. Um, I give a really solid list. I'm going to give you my opinions on the three characters we saw this week. And you tell me where you think, like, you tell me what you think about them, okay? I think, okay. one, Charlie Charlie beats Dora out again. I think Charlie gets to go back above Dora. I think, two, yeah. I think Woody moves up from where he was to just above Dad. And I think, three, Claudia goes to number one. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Really? You okay? Cool. Awesome. I just yeah. freaking love Radar? Claudia. She's think, so I cool. I think Radar can. Do you think Radar can like maybe move up past like Leia? Uh, yeah. Radar Radar can beat Leia, not Dora though. I like Dora yeah. more. No, I like Dora too. All right, but that's um everything. I think. Yeah. The only other people we saw in this chapter were the the boy and his I assume his father. Yeah, the boy and maybe so, dad. Uh, how about we just add him know. to the group of travelers? Just add him to like the traveler okay. group that we have going on down here, the carriage group. Let's just add it to the carriage group and say that because of their like, funniness, they go up above Andy Chen. Okay. Well, let's let's name them carriage group and – or let's just name them like travelers. We can just put travelers. I'm, I'm changing the name of them to miscellaneous travelers. That works. Just every traveler that comes here gets clumped uh, into the miscellaneous travelers group. Um, Only the dead baby trio gets I, to be separate. <laughs> so I was about to say, I think maybe we should condense uh, condense the, the dead baby trio into them as well. You think? I feel like dead baby trio deserves to be its own. <laughs> <laughs> they did, they did interact Just a lot because more. because okay, I feel yeah. bad for them. <laughs> That's fair. All right. I am going to read this new finalized week nine list in Claudia's loud, toneless voice. You ready? Oh, Here perfect. it goes. Yes. Claudia, Charlie, Dora, Radar, Leah, Woody, Dad, Lindy, Melissa, Arnetta, Mrs. Richland, Falada, Andy Chen, Misk Travelers, Le- uh, Leia's Maid, Leon Braddock, Mrs. Ravensburger, Herbie. Fully loaded. Dead Baby Trio, Bill Harriman, Mrs. Zippy, Mi- Mr. Masonsick, Mr. Ackerley, Mrs. Sylvius, Officer Wilmark, Officer Cooper, CC Craig, Detective Gleason, Birdie, Coach Harkness, the Wish You Were in Jail tier, Christopher Polly, the Wish You Were Dead tier, uh, Peterkin, and then the actual Dead tier, Bowditch, Mom, and Heinrich. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is a long list we've got going on. You said this is, a, is ca- a book list. with no characters. We have well, so many characters. I You're just a liar. <laughs> I didn't realize have, how many characters. And it's going to get longer, too. <laughs> There's already so many characters. We have 36 characters right now. We have 36 right now. That's crazy. I can already think of that we're going to meet here soon. Here soon. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. You should go ahead and, and pop over to the links in the description. First one in the description is our Patreon. Click that. Uh, there you'll get some bonus content every month as well as unedited video recordings of our episodes. So if you want to see behind the scenes or between cuts that we do, which hopefully you didn't know we did, but we do do, um, you'll see be able to see our uh, see that content. And then uh, the next link will be our Instagram. Click on that sucker. 
and you will see uh, our Instagram. Follow there because you'll enjoy our content. We post weekly uh, with the episodes. Sometimes we post funny clips. It's great. And then also below that, you'll see uh, a link to our uh, intro and outro theme song, which is Windrunner Remake by Alesia. He is A-L-E-Z-E-I-A on Spotify, and we really appreciate him for letting us do that. Yeah. Uh, for letting us use that. Is there anything else we need to share? Um, Just make sure you read chapter 17. It's the only one we're doing next week, but make sure you read that one. All right. Thank you guys so much Whoa, for, for listening. Whoa, you didn't do it. Or else, Sydney. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, okay. Or else, Sydney will take your nose. <laughs> in her opinion, the worst thing you can do to a person. In my opinion, it's pretty bad. Uh, thank you guys all so much for listening to this episode of Fantasy Book Club. My name is Colton Pratt. And I'm Sydney Lyerly. I love you. Peace. Why are you still here? The show's over.